0: Hey, welcome to the All 49ers show. That's Jose Sanchez. I'm Grant Cohn. We're the All 49ers. Fan nation. Part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It's a mouthful, but that's the correct terminology. Today, we're going to do what I like to do is sort of compare the Niners to their rivals right before the season starts since the the rosters are essentially set although I'm, the Niners are going to get rid of Jimmy and make like seven moves after that but for now the the rosters are essentially set we're going to get to that part there's some uh some business we want to take care of first first of all this report that the Seahawks are not interested in trading for Baker Mayfield it may not seem like a 49ers topic but it is Jose cuz to me if a team isn't trading for Baker Mayfield in his 20s And at about 19 million for one year, what team is going to be in the market to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo in his thirties at 27 million a year, other than Cleveland
1: Uh, team, in the XFL when they open up soon. That's the team. That's the only team. I mean, come on. Everyone's already set with their teams. Anyways, if if that's perfectly put, if no one's going to trade for Baker Mayfield, who's about roughly nine, $10 million cheaper, has a better Mm -hmm. arm and a little more upside and a little more mobility. No one's going to go for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the, you know, it's kind of funny because they're both battling shoulder injuries from this offseason. I don't, I don't know True. if Baker got a shul- uh, surgery, but I know they're both battling sh- shoulder injuries. Uh it, It's already set. We're already in almost nearing mid-July already. That This is why every time, like, Kyle and Lynch sort of says, well, unless we trade him, like, trade him to who? When someone, the once in a blue moon injury at quarterback, when's the last time that happened for our team in training camp? Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, right. I can't think of any, anything else. And at that point, you're pretty much just, Fingers crossed that someone gets injured. So, no, there's no way no one's going to acquire you guys. Everyone, all the teams in the, in the league are pretty much – they're not dummies. They have, a, they have a semblance of an idea like, hey, they're better off just cutting them, especially the Niners because they know, like, yeah. that's way too much money. You're not going to go through the season. You're going to cut them, and then we'll wait to see if we can pick them up. And then same thing with the Browns. They're, they're going to have to probably eat it because there's no way in heck they're going to be able to run Baker back.
0: Okay, I'm trying to play this out in my mind. You're right. So, okay, if no one's going to trade for Baker, no one's going to trade for Jimmy. But – if the Niners cut Jimmy, maybe someone signs him, and they don't want that. So as you put it, they're sort of in, like, fingers crossed mode. Someone might get hurt. Deshaun Watson might get suspended for the year. if and He might not. But if Watson gets suspended for the entire year, all of a sudden Cleveland might make that trade. Um, maybe, maybe he only gets suspended for part of the year, and then Cleveland's out. Someone could get injured in training camp. Real quick, If Cleveland, if Watson doesn't get suspended for the year, Cleveland doesn't do this deal with Jimmy. Do you think it's possible that the Niners hold on to Jimmy into camp just to wait for that possible outcome of another quarterback
1: getting injured in practice or preseason? That or also, yeah, that point, yeah, I think they're gonna, they'd have to. I think I'm definitely lean that way because they've been so, so you know, uh, but they've been so withstand, stood firm about what they're gonna do with him. And as much yeah. as Shanahan said, like. Yeah, I'd expect him to come training camp. No, I think they're going to put him on a vacation again. Like, you know, you can go away and stay away from us because there's no way in hell. You can keep him on your roster. Just don't bring him to practice. That's a different thing. That's two different things. So to me, yeah, I think they could carry him into the training camp and just wait for, hopefully not that injury because, God, that kind of sucks that you're praying for that injury. But also maybe something that some teams realize, like, God, we have a very underwhelming position here. Right. Um, but but still, even in the case of uh, in the case of Jimmy Garoppolo, teams also notice that how how they're gonna how they're gonna be able to take on that salary, how many salary cap teams who have that who, who have that availability for his contract specifically are gonna be able to make that move at that point. Then the Niners are gonna have to eat like a good portion of his contract. And at that again, like, and then you move on to that next point. Wouldn't you be better off cutting him? Is it really worth getting that what like that fourth fifth round pick you're gonna get for him? No. Here's what I
0: think the Niners are gonna do.
1: It, uh, I have no
0: idea what's going to happen with Watson. If he's suspended for the year, they could trade him to Cleveland probably. If not, I think what they're going to do is like you said, excuse him from camp or make him come to camp. If they excuse him, whatever. But I think what will happen is they're going to hold on and hold on and hold on until the trade deadline. And so what they could do is say, look, you're the backup quarterback. We're going to slash your salary. No one's going to pay you any more than X on the market. We'll give you X plus 2 million. And maybe they'll save some money, but They're going to hold on probably and wait, you know, because if no one gets hurt in training camp or preseason, someone will get hurt in the regular season. Not that you have to pray for it. It's just football. So maybe they'll feel like, you know, we've held on this long. We have no intention of using this cap space anyway. Let's take it till the very, very end, which is the trade deadline. And if you don't trade them, then they'll be like, we have a great backup quarterback.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think if they did that god out, I, I I'd be so against it. That'd be a little, that'd be pretty crazy. Let's just keep your, the former incumbent starter in the backup uh, behind Trey Lance and not let things get weird. Not unless you do the same thing and just keep him on a layaway type, which again is that's also weird. He, I, I think I think carrying him to training camp and when people realize he's not tradable or the 49ers aren't willing to eat a, a portion of his contract that he's just gonna he's just gonna get cut. I mean, it's the same thing with Baker Mayfield. I know Baker Mayfield is fully guaranteed, but, hey, the team already indicated how far, how much of a toxic player, am, and they really don't like him. Like, that's over. There's no going back. He's going to – no one's going to trade for him, and he's going to have to get cut. That That's like, that's like the reality that's probably going to happen here. And versus right. Garoppolo, it's just – now you have like a, a very tedious, a very awkward situation with Trey Lance. I, I just don't see how that's going to work. Now, the reason why I think the 49ers can use that salary cap if they cut him when training camp's almost done, they realize there's really no trade market for this guy is now you have some cash space to sign other, maybe better free agents that are out there at positions that have underwhelmed. Like maybe they, maybe they're like, Hey, Talanoa is not up to speed. Like we like what we like. We had some preseason games. He looked off and he really like tapered down towards the end. Let's sign like a, a veteran free agent that's available that we can just get 4 million to, or maybe we don't like Jake Brennan as much. Let's go call JC Treader, And then, Who knows? Maybe then you could go for a midseason trade yourself because now you have that cap space to take on someone who does have a contract that you can absorb. So I think that's where the options are going to lay for them. I have a feeling I'm going to be making a
0: video that is, you know, it's October 6th, 2022, and Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this team. I I have a feeling this is going to drag out forever and ever because the Niners, like they like to say they don't want to lie publicly they want to be the team that keeps it real as much as possible and they've said over and over again we're not going to cut him he's too good to cut he's either got, we're either gonna we want to trade him but if we can't trade him then we got the cap space we we'd love to keep him on our team they've said that now they can find a way to like do an about face and be like we were just kidding that's hard that'll be tough to do after numerous times saying we're not going to cut this guy so they could just i don't know if they'll bring him to camp but they could keep them and keep them and keep them slash the salary, keep them longer and then try to trade them at the deadline. And if they don't just say, Hey, we got two quarterbacks like last year. I think it's insane. I think it's a mistake. It's going to split. It could split the locker room, probably will split the locker room, but I think they're going to be
1: like, we have a strong locker room. Kyle's great. They, we can handle it. We'll see. I feel confident that they'll, be fine too but then again is it really worth that all those variables you got going on in there like god forbid there's like a stretch of games where trey lance goes through that quote-unquote rookie those rookie hiccups and then he just and all of a sudden the team sees that hey he's kind of part of the reason why we're losing like come on let's go with the guy who you know who we've proven to win with exactly it, and that, that, that could happen, worth that. Even that can it happen after
0: with. one game you know what i mean whereas jimmy garoppolo has had he started off pretty rough last year but i
1: don't think trey lance would get that leash if jimmy's his backup all right just commit to trey already by cutting jimmy geez not that hard yeah yeah Uh,
0: they should have done that months ago how good does trey lance have to be for the niners to be successful
1: this year well the we know the floor is grapple from last year right so i mean how much you know how much worse can he get from there that that was like borderline average play from a quarterback last year and it's I think it was funny. Someone quote tweeted when you said Garoppolo. Someone said just better than this, and it's just a low light reel of all his picks. And I'm just like, what was this guy Garoppolo thinking? He literally, they weren't just like impressive interceptions. They were literally just like he threw it to the defender who acted as a wide receiver. It was just like, and that's oh, what training camp
0: play. was like for him too. When he threw eleven yes. picks, I never understood how he won that.
1: That that that's just nuts to me. But yeah, I say yeah. I say that's the floor. But ultimately. He's gonna to need to be a little bit more than that because they're gonna lose Debo Samuel most likely in that same role that they had him as the wideback position. And it wasn't until they put him in that wideback position that the offense suddenly started clicking. Everything not clicking. Garoppolo wasn't so much of a, like a teardown liability, and they were able to mask a lot of what they did with him and then Mitchell as a, like a as a side as a side support for the runner. But if that's gonna be true, what they're gonna you know make him more of an exclusive wide receiver, whether it's reduced or just 100% gone then, all right, let's get some more of our quarterback position. doesn't have to be a lot more, and I don't even think he needs to try so much more because automatically his traits make him a better quarterback. You know, he should because he could be on the move. He does have that arm. You suddenly don't have to, like, just, you know, stick to the script of th- with Garoppolo who has to throw behind the, or the hi- behind the line of scrimmage or five yards just in front of the line of scrimmage. You have someone who can do more of the five-plus yards, 10-plus yards, so on and so forth, and get them on the move. So there's a lot more versatility here, and I think – just a little bit more better, and I think he'll have no more no problem being a little bit better than Garoppolo at worst.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Niners have shown more than any team in the league that they can work around their quarterback. They're not a quarterback driven team. They, their quarterback was their weakest link la- last year on offense. So if the if Trey Lance is struggling, they'll probably have to put. They have the option of putting Debo Samuel back there. If uh, the season's slipping away and he still has, you know, the competitive fire that he had last year, they have things they can do to make Trey Lance's job easy. Plus, they have a great defense. So um, I still say he just has to be like a little bit better than Jimmy, who to me is Jared Goff with a more defined jawline. So it's not to me, it's a very low bar. But I do think what Lance has to be for the Niners to be successful, Lance has to be way better than Jimmy at protecting himself. That's a big one because Jimmy gets hurt a lot. And up until this last year, he would be, he would miss time. He did play through a couple injuries last year. That was new. Uh, if Trey gets hurt and they have to play Nate Sudfeld or Jimmy Garoppolo still on the team and he comes back, it's it would be really, really messy and bad. So I think what he has to do is really protect himself very well. He didn't do that last year, particularly well. And he's got, you know, he's got Jake Brendel and Aaron Banks. So we'll
1: see. We'll see. Oh God, that's not that's not really what you want. But but I, I think I think the thing to get excited about with Trey is just because you have it's like we talked about last week or whatever show two weeks ago, the new home run player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the really the really where that slight edge at least is going to take over. And I'd even go further, it's more gonna be a slight edge. I think it's gonna be a, a sizable gap, at least a good enough, a nice leap where it's gonna be great to Danny Gray, maybe not Danny Gray, but to someone that's going downfield all of a sudden, because not only is it like are you making yourself a little better by putting Trey Lance in who has those physical traits? But he can he should be able to make other players better. All of a sudden, give them those opportunities that we're going to foreshadow a little bit of who benefits more. Like, you know, fun finally, finally, you got you got you can use the deep passing ability for from the offense. And so I can only imagine what Shanna thinking, like, God, now I don't have to have the, because Shannon had to do so much just to get looks on offense to work because the defense kept predicting so much that hey, here comes the run, here comes the run. And because he had to keep hiding Garoppolo. now it's going to be different. Because he won't have to – he probably still will go through all those moving parts on offense, but it doesn't have to be so much of a of a constraint on him. But let's come
0: back to the durability for a second last year because the Niners were horrible with Trey Lance in this respect last year. Last year, they had him play – he should have been the starting quarterback last year. And if he was, he wouldn't have been playing with the backup starting offensive line. He might, not, might have been playing in the preseason at all, but he was. He was playing deep into that game against the Raiders with the backups – and he broke his finger. He broke the index finger on his throwing hand. It's a huge injury, and it affected him all year. It affected him so much that when Jimmy got hurt a month later and Trey had to make an emergency spot start, they played him like he was Tim Tebow because he couldn't throw well. He couldn't throw his best. And so playing him like Tim Tebow led to a knee injury that lingered for a long time. So one led to another. The Niners really have to make sure that they protect him. He has to make sure he protects himself, or this season will be a freaking disaster. Freaking disaster. They'll have a losing record. Mm-hmm. It'll be Nate Sudfeld out there.
1: Yeah. You can't run, run that off the for grabs. You can't run that panic offense or that conservative, cautious, scared offense. If you're Shanahan. that's the, that's, that's literally the only way I can see the 49ers failing him. Like I wrote the other week. That's, that's, that's literally the only way the 49ers can fail Lance. If you run those same offenses. And I know great. One was an emergency throw into the fire. Cause Garoppolo suddenly suddenly said he couldn't play. And then the other one was against on the road against at that time, one of the best teams in the NFL on the road it, it you just can't run that offense now he's got plenty of time he's been a year under you gotta give him otas you're giving him training camp you're giving him another preseason you run it normally don't be scared run with him you gotta take you gotta get take chances to get that development going for him that being said i'd be scared in the preseason i know he needs
0: reps and, and stuff because you didn't give him reps last year but don't get him hurt in the preseason again kyle don't get him hurt in practice don't get him hurt in the preseason that's your job because you're totally in control of that. You're not in control of him getting hurt in regular season. That's football. But uh, he doesn't have to play that much in the regular season, in, in preseason. Now, if you have a quarterback competition, someone could get hurt. Don't do that. I'm just saying. Partially on Kyle, too. He'll probably get like Next five time. total
1: series the whole preseason.
0: Yeah. Come on, as your starting quarterback. What do you really need to see more in preseason? He's just going to get hurt. You're at, really what you need to see in preseason is which offense alignment can block. And you don't need Trey Lance in the pocket while you're doing that experiment. All right.
1: <laughs> who benefits most from Trey Lance starting? Yeah, this one, a little sneak peek to article write this week. I, I There's plenty of players, a handful of players you can choose from, which I'm going to list them. But I think the one who I'm really thinking about, who I thought about at last minute, I think I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell who benefits the most. And I know it's like a running back. Why why not a wide receiver any of the wide receivers like a George Kittle who's, you know, that that's someone who's suddenly going to start looking like a great player again. Now he has a player could third him. But I I I couldn't help but think about Elijah Mitchell because what happened during those playoff runs? You, you you thought about the Packers game, they couldn't run the ball. Thought about the Rams game, they couldn't run the ball. You know, another pivotal pivotal games in high stakes games, pivotal games when teams really want to bring it to you and everything's on the line it's running the ball is most likely not going to be as efficient or efficient at all. And that's exactly what happened against the Packers and against the Rams. And you can only think about it. Imagine if you're Elijah Mitchell, man, if I had a quarterback who could strike fear, not even strike fear, just so the defense could somewhat respect, not even just respect, just somewhat respect to suddenly loosen up a little bit on the tight boxes, or at least get them thinking this might be a throw. Cause as long as you get a player thinking, on defense and they're supposed to be playing on natural instinct that's good you're going to get a second hesitation from them depending on what play you call and with jimmy garoppolo the quarterback the guy could not throw to save his life a lot of that game especially the rams game was on him and they just couldn't do it he couldn't do it so if you have trey lance out there who can actually threaten deep who can actually you know maybe he's gonna play action bounce it outside tuck it deeper run it for himself who knows Defenses are going to have to be more a little, a little bit more keep in mind of what's going on versus grapple. Like, oh, we already know where he's going to throw it across the middle, let him throw it to the sides. He's not throwing it deep, let's just bottle it up and keep Elijah Mitchell from going. So, I feel like Elijah Mitchell's really going to be like, Thank you, Trey Lance. I can finally get not as many loaded boxes, maybe more open lanes. Yeah, he could have five and a half yards of carry this year, he could have 1400 yards. I mean, he could go crazy.
0: That's a good call. I got two more people to add to this. Um, Debo, a lot of people say Ayuk. Maybe. Um, but like Debo is D- the best player on the team, and he's not going to have to play running back anymore or as yep. much. I think he may want certain carries outside the red zone, you know, when it's time to score touchdowns, but he's not going to have to really play running back anymore. And, and you're going to see the full skill set that he has at wide receiver that couldn't be shown <laughs> with Jimmy Garoppolo there. You're going to see him catch because w- when Trey Lance was there and playing and Kyle would call shots. It was to Debo, not Ayuk. Texans Debo, play. Yeah. Debo was the one with four, four speed. And so I think you're going to see a different, more complete Debo. That'll be big. And then I got one more, not a player, Kyle Shanahan. Mm, this is it. big because Kyle, ever since the Robert Griffin experience has been all about, you know, just give me a quarterback who executes what I say and gets the ball out on time. And so he says Kirk cousins, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo and I think we've seen from Kyle is yeah he's a very good play caller at times but um man he can mess it up at the end of the year in the fourth quarter and he really would benefit from a quarterback who can extend a play and make something out of nothing because he hasn't had that in a long time and he has had some epic failures at the end of seasons and maybe maybe when it's time for Kyle to choke in the fourth quarter of a with the 10-point lead in the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl, How Trey Lance can out. be like, you know what? I got you. Because that was uh Andy Reid's um reputation forever that he good regular season coach, get him in a big game, he'll crumble. Um and he did a lot. And then he got Patrick Mahomes. And he still crumbles sometimes, but he did win yep. he did win that Super Bowl because Kyle didn't have Patrick Mahomes. So I'm thinking Trey's going to really help Kyle
1: yeah. Yep, and that's what they say. Like get the player who can who can uh who can build off script, and that's yeah. something you're gonna hope Trey Lance is that maybe not at first, but again, like you said, that when the when the game really becomes like crunch time, like a real crunch time, like the same way, like I just said, like when the games are high stakes and the teams are gonna overload the box to blow up the run. That's where also you know Trey Lance can help Shanahan in the same way. It's like, Hey Dekal, you don't have to always run it all the time, bro. You don't have to be yeah. scared of you don't have to be scared of me. Right. Put the ball in my hands. I'll take care of you. You take care of me. And if it blows up, I'll figure something out. So that's something. Yeah. That, uh, Kyle Shannon was definitely on my mind too. Someone who yeah. away from the players because now it's like, like I said, like in the last segment, he doesn't have to feel so perfect to yeah. mix all these pieces around yeah. for the formation just to get the look that he wants. Sometimes he could just do a couple of things and it'll be good. Like uh, he, with Jimmy, he had to be perfect. It's like, I got I to make sure that Jimmy can get the ball out of his hands in two and a half
0: seconds because if, if I'm wrong and the guy isn't open and Jimmy has to extend a play, something bad's gonna happen. I mean, he'll panic, will panic. The defense will be looking their chops, advantage them. But with Lance, if if Jim if Kyle isn't perfect on that one call, they don't get the look they want. If if Trey reads it incorrectly and he holds the ball for three, four, five seconds, something good could happen. I mean, the defense could panic. That's whenever I watch Russell Wilson and I see a lot of Trey, uh, Russell Wilson and Trey Lance. He wasn't perfect, but if he had the ball in his hands a long time, that's like the worst thing that could possibly happen for the other team. And yeah, you're almost rooting for him to take the quick throw. So I, I feel like that's going to be a whole new element for this team, for Kyle in particular.
1: I think yeah. that's where the thing that Kyle's just going to benefit for is he's going to finally be able to utilize a quarterback on the move a lot. I mean, Aaron Rodgers with the uh, Lafleur, all of a sudden you saw, and that's the same system Lafleur came from, with Shanahan, and that's. Something they got away from last year, last yeah. two years really. So I think I'll I think Jimmy
0: great. nixed it. I think he's like, hey, you want to trade me? You want me to look my best? Let me do what I want to do, which is stand still in the pocket, in the gun, like we did in New England, and just throw a bunch of short passes. That's what he wants to do. It's like, all right, man, but that's not what I want to do. That's not my offense. Yeah, yeah. Go be go
1: be Derek Carr's backup in Vegas if that's what you want to do. <laughs> No, no, your Debo Samuel one, too, was that I think when I had Mitchell number one, I put Debo number two on And now. Debo, suddenly, it makes it more, e- not it makes it more feasible for the Niners to be like, okay, you want to be exclusive wide receiver? Cool, because we had to put you wide back because right. we didn't have a quarterback who could utilize your assets. Suddenly, we we got Trey Lansing, and we already saw what you could do in that Texans play. It was that one play is all we needed to see. The Seahawks play, they did it in the Seahawks play too, the second half.
0: Look at what how Cooper Cup's production exploded when he went from playing with Jared Goff to playing with Matthew Stafford. So I mean, we don't know how Trey Lance is going to distribute targets, but if he if I were him, I would target Debo even more. Like he got 20% of the targets last year. He should get 25. It's Debo, it's Debo freaking Samuel. I don't want to curse it because we're going to use some of these in our articles this week. It's Debo freaking Samuel. What are you doing? Like stop getting cute, Jimmy. Feed your best player. That's what Stafford did with Cup. They won a Super Bowl um i wouldn't i mean debo is so good that if he gets 25 percent of the targets this year he in a 17 game season he could go for two thousand yards receiving mm-hmm. so i mean we'll see what happens we shall all right give me a player facing a make or break season on the 49ers
1: oh make him break. that's the easiest one mike mcglinchey mike Four. mcglinchey keep harping on him it's so easy to pick on him but it means it, it, true. You know, he missed the season, torn quad, final final year of his deal. He's entering right now. He needs he needs to salvage something. Not even just an ex- to get re-signed by the four, just for the league. Because if he's average or even flames out, are we looking at at best a rotational offensive lineman for next year, next two years? That's probably what's going to happen. He's going to have to end up probably being a Tom Compton reclamation project. Where he's gonna have to be rotational, slide in, and then show he can show he can be starting caliber, then bring his bring his uh bring his value back up. But that's the one who you really gotta you know it's make it or break it. It's you know because if he's not that good last uh, next or this upcoming season, you're the four ers You're really gonna extend that. Or do we really want to give this guy adequate money to protect our young quarterback? It, 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 they really need him. you know, honestly the four ers really need him to pan out. So yeah. now does he doesn't need to make it for himself. The 49ers need him to pan out because that's, that's the last thing you want is to start looking for another offensive lineman player. You've already, for like every year of the last like two, three years now, the 49ers have been looking for key offensive linemen. Started with Staley. The, they left out with Trent Williams. Now you're looking at center again for two years in a row with Alex Mack tired. And then if you lose right tackle at McGlinchey, you can even argue like in Thomas in the degree, but guards a little bit more easier to find a plug and play player. But those are the three key to always, to me, the tackles and the center. So, you're going to go for three straight seasons looking for key players. So for God's sakes, please McGillian, just be solid, you know, a, a little more like almost above average and as long as you can hold your own pass play or not be that player who gives up the clutch play, you'll be sol- you'll be looking great for a nice payout by the 49ers or at least someone, but hopefully it is the 49ers take their own because they really need to hold on to that tackle play.
0: Yeah, um He's coming off a really serious injury, and he's in a lame duck year. They haven't extended him. Everyone's like, oh, you got to extend Debo. You got to extend Bosa. No one's like, you got to extend McGlinchey. Oh. I mean, he's got to show something. It's his fifth year. They picked up his fifth-year option. He's going to be one of the more expensive players in the team this year. And, like, I never thought he was great before he went down. Like, he's better than certain right tackles in the league. I, whoever the Raiders have – who's that dude the Raiders have from Alabama? A right tackle? Uh, like, Alex Like He's trash.
1: Yeah, he's bad. Which
0: is better than Leatherwood. But – I mean, he was serviceable. And his problem was in 2020, he got ran over. In 2021, he came in bigger and didn't get run over as much. But I thought he lost a lot of what made him good as a run blocker, like a lot of his mobility. That was gone. And all of a sudden, when he went down and Tom Compton came in, their run game took off because Compton was – anyway. Yeah, McGlinchey's a big one. Uh, There's also a real obvious one on defense that I don't really want to say. Can you do it for me, please?
1: Javon Kinlaw? Yeah, I mean, you want to take that? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, I was the one who wrote it. The player facing the most pressure on defense was Kinlaw. It's because look, when you're a top, no, he wasn't top ten. Excuse me, top fifteen pick, thirteen overall, fourteen yeah. overall, thirteen, whatever. Like top fifteen yeah. pick. Yeah, and in the wake of the DeForest Buckner trade, and I remember yeah. that was immediately that was like that's like God. This guy is forever gonna be compared, no matter what. It doesn't matter. And That's not his stuff, fault. But that's that's the Niners. Yeah. And like I still remember us texting when that trade happened because I had the article already written, pre-written out that it might have been ClinLaw and saying like, yeah. "Good player who could who has a high ceiling, still raw, but man, a little bit of knee knee concerns." And I think the biggest concern concerns me is like he has to step into DeForest Buckner's situation because now Maybe you're trading number. him and he's been completely far. Yeah. Now, now there's no excuses. Look, you seem healthy, great. You don't have DJ Jones to cover up anymore. It's it's time for him to step up. Hope. Fingers crossed. First of all, just good bill of health, and I think at this point the Niners will just be happy with this is a guy who is healthy week in and week out, and it's just solid. You know, maybe not even worth the necessary like top twenty pick, top fifteen pick. That's like you know at that point you really want him to be a game breaker, a game wrecking player. But as long as he makes this, is a few impact plays a game, just someone who's solid who can be there, stuff to run, and like maybe a couple of pass uh, pass rushing plays here. You're solid. You'll take that. All of a sudden, it feels like it's a win after the after the early hand he's been dealt, which is pretty much he's been gone. He hasn't been there, and it sucks. But now, if you get him healthy, you get him there. Impact player, boom! All of a sudden, you're you're looking for extension for the future.
0: Yes, but I mean, what the reason that he's under so much pressure this season is again, he has to convince them to pick up the fifth year option. Yeah, I mean, if he. I mean that's not
1: that's on the table, right? He hasn't locked that in I yet. I think that's warranted on the health, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. I think that's yeah. why he just shows health. I think that's what they'll they'll like. He's got to be good. You to be almost a solid players as long as, like, okay, he, he was healthy when we saw we saw improvement in his gameplay throughout the year. And then I mean, no, forget I an extension. There's a
0: possibility them. they don't pick up the fifth year option.
1: Like that's that's a lot of pressure. That's I think they'll pick it up because they don't want to look, they don't want to make themselves look stupid for, uh, for you know, the Buckner trade again. You know, they, they look. You didn't, look pick, up Thomas didn't pick it up, but again, that's only if it's healthy. It's only if it's healthy and decent. Right. I'm, I'm expecting just saying. I'm not saying he won't. He'll have a
0: break at break I'm not saying he won't come through, but if you really think about all the pressure on Javon Kinlaw's shoulders right now, it's it's a lot. It's a ton. It might be. It might be the most on the team. Although McGlinchey's in the running too. Josephus West the third. Thank you very much.
1: Hey, I'm uh, also the third.
0: <laughs> that's right all right let's move on
1: who is a player primed to have a breakout season on the 49ers i'm gonna go with emmanuel mosley okay. i like him i like him being uh, because he doesn't get enough respect as a very very good cornerback too he, he wouldn't be any team's cornerback one but i feel like almost i feel like practically almost every team around the league will take him as their cornerback two. and the reason why i think he's He's primed have a breakout season. Look, he's been in the game for a while now. He's been getting better every year. He's been very solid. And now this year, he's not going to be the best corner on the team. He has players behind him who could supplant him. You know, Ambry Thomas was a starter last year for a time. Um, Jason Verrett is back. Um, And so whether they kick him in the nickel or not, I don't think that's what he wants. I don't think he'll complain if they want to move them, but I don't think that's best for him, for his career. You stay outside. That's your moneymaker. You know, stay where works well for you. And I think that's where that thing. I think that's where he's going to really like make his stand. It's like, look, I got people behind me that are going to push for me. And I know I think the number one thing that's going to stop him is his health because he always misses like, well, like three to four games every year. It feels like yeah, so he did six games works. last year. Yeah, yeah. So I think barring health, if he just keeps even forget health, I think if, if, if he gets hurt like the 10th game and he was like mm-hmm. pretty strong, pretty stout in coverage for those first eight to nine games, then I think the Niners would give him his spot back unless it's Rhett and Brett's like really like anchoring it down, then that's going to be tough to, tough to argue. But I think he's really looking prime for it. The guy is just well in coverage. He does well as both zone and man. I mean, he does not like he gets like dusted hella bad. He's pretty well disciplined. I mean, even in 2020, I remember the COVID year, I think. He was guarding He was guarding Devontae Adams and Adams beat him, but that was just a phenomenal throw and catch. And his coverage was actually good. So his coverage has been good for a while. I just think now he just puts it together with his health. And then suddenly people will start recognizing him as a really good corner. I mean, I'm looking at his stats last year. It's always I, I, tough to
0: verify coverage stats, but SysDataHub is free. You can check it out yourself. They had him uh, 38 targets, 11 eight no security. 38 targets, 18 completions last year. That's 47. percent excellent. 232 yards allowed, 10 pass breakups, one pick, zero touchdowns allowed. That's a really good year. And the way I remember what he did was he was they started him off playing a lot of press coverage. It didn't go super well. He was make he wasn't giving up big plays, but he was committing pass interference penalties. They backed him off a little bit, and he gave up no big plays after that. If you went deep on Mosley, it was a mistake, um, and he he would give up some catches in front of him. And I thought, you know, I'd like him to be a little bit more aggressive on third down. I thought both he and Ambry Thomas were just kind of soft on third down, which is why the third down defense wasn't great. But yeah, Mosley, if he, I mean if he can play a little bit more aggressive than he did last year, he has lockdown potential and just be healthy. Um, that's a good one.
1: The off coverage might also be something that they're instructing him to a lot of times. It could be like, no, we want you to play off coverage. And it might be like a stubborn thing. Maybe just like, we don't care. We, we stay true to our roots, even though the better sense might be just to get up on you and just play and just play press. But I think a lot, a lot of times people don't realize that. Like, like, hey, you know, the corners don't have autonomy or decision. You know, maybe the stars like Jalen Ramsey, like, hey, we'll let him do what he wants. But like someone like, no, Lose, like you could tell him to go up.
0: <laughs> That's true. No, it's it, he has to earn that, that confidence in D'Amico because it seems like he lost it last year. D'Amico wanted to do what he's probably going to do with Traverius Ward with Mosley last year. And Mosley was getting flagged. So he's going to have to not do that this year. Um, Another guy on offense. I feel like a lot of people would look to Ayuk. And that would have been my answer before OTAs and minicamp. But frankly, I felt he was the biggest disappointment of minicamp and OTAs on offense. You know, Debo wasn't there uh Kittle wasn't there it was his time to shine and he didn't when the ball went to him more times than not something bad happened it was just a few practices in May and June but I just thought he was going to dominate you know who dominated was Jawan Jennings Jawan Jennings was the guy who asserted himself who looked like a different player who caught a bunch of touchdown passes and I think he's a very good fit he has something in the wide receiver room that no one else has that I think is going to benefit Lance it's just that size and and those hands Lance needs a guy like that because Lance, not running. Yeah, he, he he gets open. He's big and he has a big catch radius. Lance throws really hard. It's not the most catchable ball. No problem for Jawan Jennings. Um, and you know Debo has a, a defined role. I don't know what Ike's role is. He was in the doghouse for half of the year. Then he came back and played well. Now he's got a new quarterback and he's got Danny Gray behind him, who's a lot faster than him. I don't know. I it, look. I'd like to see I tear it up in training camp, then I'll change my mind. But right now, the guy who looks like he's gonna have a breakout year and catch a bunch of touchdown passes is Jennings.
1: He even surprised Tavares Ward. various Ward, the way I kind of read oh, it. Hold on, it. hold on, hold on. Was he? No way.
0: Instant reaction. Baker Mayfield going to Carolina. Is he really?
1: Is he really? Where you Can at Can you confirm
0: it?
1: Yeah. The Panthers are acquiring former number all pick Baker Mayfield from the Browns for a 2024 conditional fifth round draft pick. Dillas, the party split the financials, so they're eating half of his contract. The, they're so eating the nine million Browns dollars. are paying half the money and getting what in return? Conditional fifth round draft pick for 2024. Twenty twenty-four. Time for next year. Two years ahead. Can and they, they had still? to pay half of it? Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So if if the
0: if the Browns had to pay about nine million dollars to get a, a a conditional fifth in two years for Jim for Baker, what is Jimmy worth?
1: They're not paying. They're not. They're gonna eat thirteen million. They might as well just took the injury hit. Right, That's because what, it's like, gonna, they, they, they much paid much. The Browns would have cut million. Baker.
0: The Browns would have cut Baker if his contract wasn't guaranteed. It is it is guaranteed, so they had to do this. The Niners don't have to pay to get rid of him. They can just cut him. Like, it seems like what they would have to do is take pay for half of Jimmy's salary, and then you might get a fifth-round pick in two or three years. Don't do that. Just cut him. Just cut him. But this does open the, the door for the Browns to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo if Watson gets suspended for the entire year. Because now Baker's gone.
1: What they gonna give them that conditional fifth round twenty twenty four pick? Here you go, we got for free. Here
0: you go, who we got from Carolina? Niners looking at that conditional pick, like
1: oh (laughs) wow. I mean, not the eight half. I mean, how how is that gonna work? I saw you had the Browns guy on our sister station on our sister network, Pete Smith. He said because they can – trading Garoppolo is cool because his contract isn't guaranteed. But it's like, yeah, you acquire him though. Like you're not going to cut him midseason, are now, you? Now. Like, what? They,
0: they said they would cut – he said they would cut Garoppolo immediately. What His his whole thing was the, the Browns just need to get rid of oh, Baker. just trade Baker.
1: Right, just trade Baker. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But now that Baker's gone, there's no point why, – why, I don't get why you traded because now you're going to put – so you're going to put $36 million on your cap? I mean I know – I don't know exactly what the cap is right now, but I know they put – what? They gave – Deshaun two million dollars this year because they pretty much well, if he's him. suspended for the
0: whole year, he's nothing. He he doesn't get paid this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got Brissett, you got nine million of Bakers not in your team, and then Jimmy coming in at 27 million dollars is very expensive. Now, that team is a very good team, and maybe they feel like it's worth it to have another quarterback. But yeah, it seems to me like, look, again, if it ain't if it ain't Cleveland, it's no one. Carolina's out. Carolina's out. That was the one who was attached to most. So it could be Houston, but I never understood Houston. They're not a win-now team. Davis Mills no. is better than Jimmy. Davis it doesn't Mills. make sense. It doesn't make Davis sense. Davis Mills it, is it,
1: enough it, to, to invest in as well. It,
0: it, if Seattle wasn't going to trade for Baker, they're not going to trade for Jimmy. So, again, it's it's Cleveland or bust. That's what we've learned. Carolina's out. And maybe maybe Cleveland will send that conditional fifth in 2024 that they just got for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, maybe. But that's we'll see. It all depends on how long Watson is suspended for
1: see if anything else got added to this. Yeah, uh, Bay Area Baller saying Rappaport is now the Brown solution for a Deshaun Watson absent. Well, yeah, no duh. He's the only quarterback behind him. Say it again. Well, Rappaport just added to it that. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly what he said. But it's like, yeah, no duh. He's the only quarterback available. What else are you supposed to say? Well, hold on. Jimmy's available.
0: And what's really interesting is a week ago, Julian Edelman went on that podcast, trashed Jimmy. Compared him to Brissett, and it seemed like totally random, right? Well, Cleveland has a decision to make. Stick with Brissett or go with Jimmy. Trade for Jimmy. And if they wanted uh former teammates' opinion, I think they got it. Martellus Bennett and Julian Edelman, I think, would say stick with Brissette, which is crazy. Because I don't even dislike Jimmy that much. Like that's I think Jimmy's better than Jacoby Brissett.
1: I have to say. Wait. Look, look at this. The Browns will pay Baker Mayfield $10.5 million this season. So not even half. More than that. Which means they trimmed over $8 million in cash and salary cap space. The Panthers will pay Mayfield $5 million. They're going to pay him $5 million. They're starting quarterback. But but Mayfield apparently agreed to trim three and a half three and a half million off his current contract. So what, if he was 18 flat? The pretty much like what he got, like he was being paid 14 and a half mil. That makes sense. Oh, wait, no, if the no, that means he's getting paid. Okay, well, either way, the point is <laughs> the Browns are paying 10 and a half for Mayfield while the Panthers are paying five, so <laughs> they're paying double <laughs> what the Panthers are paying for him. Just yeah. they pay 10 and a half million dollars just to get a fifth conditional fifth round pick for 2024. But again, the, the point is for them, because they th- that just shows you how much disdain they had for Mayfield. They just wanted right. to get him off. That they were willing to eat a ton more of his contract and just get something. Just get him off our books. Just get him off this team. That's the reason why I thought they were gonna be so adamant in cutting him when they couldn't realize that nay, hey, we can't get a we can't get a trade because the only way they're gonna get a trade was doing something like this. That's the only way they could have done this, is eating a majority of his contract. I think
0: it's a good move for Carolina, actually. He's a lot better than Sam Darnold. But coming back to the Niners, if Rappaport's correct that Brissett is the answer in Cleveland, then the Niners need to cut Jimmy Garoppolo today. Although they won't. They'll just hold on and on and on. But there is no team that's going to – that that means that Cleveland's not going to trade for him either. That's what Rappaport's hearing. Not going to happen. So I'm not sure exactly what the Niners are waiting for. Maybe they're waiting for someone to get hurt during the season. Could be.
1: I mean, when, when, if you're the Browns, how is that going to look like, hey, we just traded uh, Just – they're probably better off just waiting. I mean, if you the, the 49ers are most likely going to have to cut Garoppolo, and then let's say that's probably end of training camp, if that is going to be the case. The Browns probably would look for an entertaining a trade because do they really want to w- risk losing about a month-plus of time they can already just get him into the building of learning the playbook, getting out there, throwing with his guys? That's that's really like gonna I don't be buy the one like You trade. gotta call the,
0: the Browns bluff on this, man. you you have a really good team. You know, Pittsburgh has a new quarterback over there. Uh the Ravens are kind of in flux. Yeah, the Bengals are really good, but you, the Browns should win that division. And to just throw, yeah, I mean, you have a great running game and a great defense. You can't, I mean, they they might feel like they can't just put the whole season in the hands of Jacoby Brissett. I wouldn't do that
1: okay how much would the niners have to eat now if we just saw that the 49ers i mean excuse me the browns had to eat ten and a half of his contract versus the Panthers are paying him five now so but then remember the baker said he agreed to a three and a half million dollar base salary pay cut so he trimmed down three about three and a half million of his salary would grapple do that so grapple would have to be like hey let me just cut this down and then the niners eat
0: I don't think so because – I don't even have to because it's not guaranteed money. They could trade him to Cleveland and Cleveland could renegotiate whatever. His money isn't guaranteed. Cleveland could trade for him and cut him, trade for him and slash his salary. I don't know
1: that the Niners would have to pick up any any of the money because it's not guaranteed. Okay, then I guess at that point they would have to barter a deal like, hey, look, Cleveland, we got Jimmy here. He doesn't have guaranteed dollars, all power to you you guys got to work out a restructure with each other. That'd be the only way then that'd be the only way then what's Jimmy going to settle for. I mean, Jimmy, at that point, Jimmy, at that point we had to say yes to anything. The Browns might say here's a year, six and a half million. Jimmy better say yes. That's the best way to really up his trip, up his value for next year.
0: But like, again, I think what we learned is that the Niners aren't going to get anything of of value for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they're probably not even going to get a fifth round pick in 2024. It'll probably be like a late 6th round pick in 2024 oh, yeah. or like a or like a pick swap. I'll give you my 6th round pick, you give me your 6th round pick, and you can get you can have Jimmy Garoppolo on the side and a brand new car. Yeah, they're not going to get a damn thing for Jimmy Garoppolo. If you thought they might get a second or more for Jimmy, I don't think so. Unless I'm missing something here. It's going to be nothing. It's going to be microscopic what they get for Jimmy Garoppolo it's going to be it's gonna a box be non-existent branding. it's going to be a can of pepsi hi grant my name is pronounced josephus my bad no worries my name gets butchered all the time just cut jimmy at this point there is no market for him i wish there was but i don't see it it ain't carolina and according to rap it em. ain't cleveland either which means it ain't nothing it's not an air nut Keith Murphy says I think Jimmy is better than Brissett as well, but Jacoby makes three mil while Jimmy 25 He's not 22 million better, in my opinion. It's a good point.
1: I agree. Yeah, that's I think that's the only way it's gonna it's gonna work. I mean, <laughs> just you know what? I've been saying the whole time, just cut him. But I think the Fourners it's part of an image thing as well for the 49ers, an image, especially the fact that they double triple down and keep saying, like, oh, we gotta trade them all this stuff like that. So they don't want to look bad.
0: Official BNA Music88 says that Baker Robbie Anderson fight gonna be wild. I didn't think about that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he publicly
0: was like, don't. No, Robbie he said he's he gonna, gonna retire. Play.
1: Robbie said he's gonna retire. Yeah, who cares?
0: Robbie Anderson isn't even that good. Who cares? Also, Carolina isn't going anywhere. Like, who cares? Uh, Panthers got Baker, says Tristan McDaniel. McDaniel? What does this mean for Jimmy? Yeah, we were just talking about that. I think to wrap it up, it means that Carolina ain't trading for him. Cleveland seems like the last destination, and Rappaport just said they're going to stick with Br- Br- they're going to go with Brissett. Now maybe the Niners need to call their bluff on that and be like, "All right, well, let's go through training camp and see how that goes." You know, I mean, so that's that's something you can say on on July sixth, but on September sixth, is that something you are really going to say with your chest? Our quarterback is <clears throat>
1: Kobe. Kobe, Kobe- <clears throat> at that point, Kobe Brissett.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just feel like J- Jimmy's going to be on this team indefinitely.
1: Part of this me is a little frustrated, part of me is excited. I mean, that really was the only place that was really available because, you know, Matt Rule, Baker, Baker could probably, Matt Rule, what, what, wait, no, Matt Rule's not the offense coordinator. That's, um, I think it's a good move for them. I, no, no, it's Matt a good move for sure. Because anyone's better than Sam I mean,
0: Darnold. Sam cheeks. He's terrible. Well, he, so they get a big upgraded quarterback, a guy who's a number one pick, and they don't have to pay him. They pay him like, what, nine million dollars? Not bad. Way better than trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's throw it to McCaffrey all day if he's healthy. Yeah,
1: which should be healthy. Sorry.
0: Okay, Uh, let's do what we said we were going to do. We can talk about Baker a little bit later, but I think that's enough Baker. Let's compare the Niners to their division rivals position by position. And when I say position by position, I'm trying to make it even three on offense, three on defense. Defense is D-line, linebackers, DBs. And when I'd say D-line, if you're an edge rusher, you're D-line. I don't care. I don't care if you're three, four, whatever, outside, you're a D line, in my opinion. So that's how we're going to do that. And then on offense, we're going to do O line, skill position players, and quarterback. So it's three and three. And then we'll attempt to do special teams, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how scientific that'll be. You good? Start off with the Niners versus the Seahawks, which seems like a laugher, but until you remember that the Seahawks have owned the Niners for a better part of a decade and beat them twice last year, twice! Jose. And they were trash. They couldn't beat anyone, but they beat the Niners twice. Let's go through it, starting on offense. Quarterback who's superior: Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld, or Geno Smith and Drew Lock. Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey Lance. Is such- yeah.
1: Drew freaking
0: Lock. Drew Locke couldn't he even beat Locke. 82 yards last year. He may not even start. I mean, they may go with Geno Smith. These guys. They might go. With they're Jimmy so Lock. bad at quarterback, it makes you think they're they're tanking. Only thing that makes you not think they're tanking is that they have the oldest coach in the league, but he might still feel like he's got job security and time. So I think they're tanking. Stinky. Yeah, I'm with on that. All right, let's go. Offensive line. Uh, we know who the Niners' offensive linemen are. Here is the Seahawks' offensive line starting at left tackle going left to right. Charles Cross, never heard of him. Damian Lewis. Rookie. I've heard of him. Austin Blythe, center. Uh, Gabe Jackson, right guard, good player. Solid player. Right tackle Jake Curhan never heard of him.
1: Who are you taking? They're, are they running with a lot of uh younger players on that other than Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson's their oldest player. Yeah, they're running with a lot of players. their offensive
0: line is solid, and the offensive tackles
1: are two people I've never ever heard of. I Which think is- that's a wash. You know what? I think I'll give it to the I think I'll give it to the Niners just based on Trent Williams being the all pro caliber player arguably best offensive tackle in the league because the rest at this point, you know, if you really want to keep it real, the 49ers, other four offensive lineman players are kind of mysteries as well. And you have Jackson who's solid, but he's a guard, you know, we'll take the player who was the more all pro at the better impact position. So I think I'll give the slight, very slight edge to the 49ers in that, in that sense.
0: Agree. Okay. Let's go to skill position players. Boom. Hold on. All right. We got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, and Noah Fant. Two tailbacks, but that's how we're gonna do it with them. Those are their five. We'll go with their five best. With the Niners, you got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kyle
1: Uzchek, Elijah Mitchell. Who you giving it to? Yeah, I hate to uh man, because I really love Ty and DK Metcalf, but i I think I'm gonna give the slight edge again, only slight, because they're just one player away in my opinion. The Seahawks, just one player away. I'm switching that up. If Rashad Penny wasn't injured, if Chris Carson was more healthy like he was two to three years ago, because Chris Carson is, was always a vastly underrated running back in my opinion. Yeah. I would have gone with the Seahawks. But Debo Samuel, to me, number two overall weapon, best player. The second wide receiver after DK, in my opinion. But Tyler Lockett after that, Tyler Lockett's sweet. He's, I mean, so he's good. phenomenal. But Elijah Mitchell, I love too. Seahawks don't really have a running back right now. They have guys who get hurt a lot and just inconsistent runners.
0: They did drive Kenneth Walker, the third. Yeah, I guess I'll give the Niners a slight. slight, slight here, but it's yeah. so close, man. It's, it's so, so close. close. D- DK and Lockett are one of the best one-two punches. And then Noah offense That's my
1: favorite duo. It's like not as good as Kittle,
0: but he's on the way up. And I'd like to see. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. But he's on the way up. I I, I think Kittle's on the slight down uh, trajectory. It's really close, man. And if Kenneth Walker is good, they could overtake him. But we yeah, haven't seen yeah, anything from Kenneth sure, Walker yet. So that. I'm with you on that. I think the Niners get that one, too. Okay, so two out of the three go to the Niners on offense. Let's go defense. D-line. The Seahawks have Shelby Harris at D-end, Al Woods at nose tackle, Puna Ford at D-tackle, and Daryl Taylor at Leo. Oh, my God. They also have Uchenna, uh, Uchenna Nwosu at strong side linebacker. But probably he's probably their best he, one. He's is he a pass rusher. He's a pass rusher. He is a pass rusher. So I'll put him on the D-line, too. Man, that's pathetic. It's freaking pathetic. What the hell happened to this team? Got I think it. it's, an easy, it's an easy call for the Niners on that. That's an
1: easy call. Do we have either. to look for the Niners, Niners players already? No, dude. Nothing like to that. talk
0: about there. Three to one Niners. All right, linebackers. Jordan Brooks, Cody Barton is replacing Bobby Wagner. Um, and Nwosu, we're, saying, we're calling him a pass rusher. So Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton or Fred Warner and Aziz, I'll show you
1: they have freaking Tanner Muse on their defense. <laughs> Tanner Muse, the guy who couldn't play anything. What the? Yeah. Dude, we just talked about the Niners have one of the best linebacking cores in the league. There's, these guys can't hold a candlelight to them. They're probably like we're talking about top five from last week. These guys might yeah. be bottom five. The Seahawks linebacker core. Yeah, I'm with you again. That's
0: that's four one Niners. Um, now let's go DBs.
1: Seahawks what play. they got
0: in Seattle is Artie Burns at corner, uh, also Sidney Jones. Justin Coleman is their nickel, and their safeties are Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs.
1: Quandre Diggs, stud. Ooh, Jamal yeah. Adams. He's a good pass rusher,
0: but he's not. He's really. You know, if man. we had
1: put him in the linebacker position, we would have been like, "Yeah, the Niners might, the Seahawks might be a better linebacker yeah. group." Yeah. It's is true. It true. Safety, no.
0: They drafted oh, Kobe Bryant. Dude, they have the. <laughs> I don't like their corners, man. I mean, Justin Coleman's good, but Sidney Jones and Artie, yeah. no. eh. Artie Burns? No.
1: Artie Burns, I think, was a wash-up from the Steelers, maybe, I think. Right. I, think- I, I mean, like,
0: I think Ward is better. Traverius Ward's better than Burns, I think. Emmanuel Mosey's better than Sidney Jones. Quandary Diggs. Nickel nod. Diggs and, and, and Jimmy Ward, that's pretty close. Uh, Jamal Adams is better than Talanoa Hafunga. Justin Coleman is better. Yeah, Man, I might want to give this to Seattle. Because I, I the Niners it. have, you know, I don't know who their nickelback is, and strong safety is a question mark. I don't know. It's a tough one.
1: That feels like a wash. I think since we've been going the whole time, I think you just flip a coin. I'm going go to them I'm gonna give them a courtesy.
0: I'm going to give them a courtesy position group because they already lost. Let's go to special teams real quick. They got Michael Dixon, Jason Myers, and their punt returner is Freddie Swain and DJ Dallas. Oh, they don't got Ray I'm Ray. I
1: sure thought lockout out there.
0: They don't got no Ray Ray. Jason Myers is not great, right? They're Michael Dixon is a very good punter. Mm, I don't know. Probably Seattle. Probably Seattle. I think at this All point
1: right. I can go with Seattle because I mean, how much they
0: already lost. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to the Cardinals. Niners versus Cardinals. All right. Starting on offense. Cardinals. It's gotta be Cardinals. And now the Niners could overtake them, but the thing about it is Kyler Murray is a hell of a player. He Columbus gets hurt. Door. But, uh, yeah, I got to give this one to the Cardinals off top. Sorry, one Trey. Kyler's, Kyler's really Kyler's good. Kyler's still pretty damn good. He's still pretty damn good when healthy. All right. Offensive line. Here's what the Cardinals are working with. DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, Will Hernandez, Kelvin Beecham. To me, that's a damn good offensive line. When. I think that's another win for Arizona. They have the best offensive line in the division. They're the only team in the division with a good offensive line. (laughs) And they have the the best quarterback equipped to get
1: away from a bad offensive line too.
0: Um, Now this is a tough one. I'm going to put DeAndre Hopkins in here, but he is suspended for how long? 10 games? 8 games? games.
1: 6 games, I think.
0: uh, Okay. uh, uh, No more uh, than 6. But he's in there. And if they make the playoffs, he'll be playing, theoretically. So we got DeAndre Hopkins. Hollywood Brown, AJ Green, AJ Green, Zach Ertz, James Conner. That's not funny. bad, but their running backs suck. No, offense James, James Conner was a touchdown back. machine last year. He was. He actually was decent last year, but I mean, their running game just in general sucks. But they also have Daryl Williams, Eno Benjamin. It's a it's actually. Pretty freaking good when they get Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field together, they could be really dangerous.
1: Really dangerous. What do you think? Might give it to the slight edge Cardinals. (sighs) See, that's the difference between the two teams. You got one player, one team who's a little more talented uh, on the skilled player position with the I think it's the the
0: Niners though. Man, hold on, let me make an argument for the Niners. Zach Ertz is beyond washed. Beyond washed. He's terrible. He he's like the king of the six-yard catch. About terrible, he can't block and he's really, he really at this point. The Niners got better running back. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give this guy, give it to the
1: Niners. We don't have to agree though, but I'm gonna give it to the Niners. I slight it's very close. You know, you're talking about Wash. I think DeAndre Hopkins is more on the Wash side too. Now, the yeah, guy it's is not fair to say he gets hurt a lot now, and he's just like he hasn't been good for two, three years, in my opinion. He might have hit
0: it last year. I mean, he might have, he might be on, the, I think he actually is on the down slope. So that's, I right. think last year was like
1: the official, like heavy domino push he made towards. He's definitely on the downward slope. All right. We're, I'm going to give that
0: one to see to the Niners 2 1 Arizona heading into defense. D line, JJ Watt, Leaky Fotu, Zach Allen, Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard. So really, when they're in, you know, their nickel and they're rushing the quarterback, they got JJ Watt, Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard out there. They lost Chandler Jones.
1: This is the oh, you, uh, okay. What JJ Watt versus Nick Bosa? Bosa. My, yeah,
0: I mean, J.J. Watt. JJ Watt's
1: good still, but I mean, come on, dude, the guy freaking gets an injury every time he breathes. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, so I would fun take. Fun I'd rather have Eric Armstead at this point. Armstead's younger, more upside, more durable.
1: And if Armstead's Marcus- actually just strictly inside, then great. Yeah. Now you have a more dominant pass rusher.
0: And, like, the edge rush, Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard versus Nick Bosa and whoever. Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, Samson Ebukom, whoever. I mean, you know, like, Kamoko Ture. Yeah, I I would take the Niners. I think I'm taking the Niners because their top end's better. I'm taking the Niners, too. And they have depth. Linebacker. Cardinals have Isaiah Simmons and Zavin Collins. Two highly drafted players, two good athletes. The Niners have Fred Warner and Aziz Here, I'm taking those two. I'm
1: taking the freaking
0: Niners. I'm taking the freaking
1: Niners linebackers. They've just... Isaiah, we're talking about earlier about players not living up to their draft status. I mean, Isaiah was still in that same round as Kinlaw, and even he hasn't been great.
0: All right, let's get to the DBs. It's the, the Niners are up 3-2. DBs for Arizona, we got Marco Wilson at corner. Never heard of Marco Wilson.
1: Byron Murphy. Now they yeah.
0: did sign a corner, um, who died this offseason. I forget his name. Right? What's his, uh? He was the first round pick from Minnesota. They signed him. He died. I forget his name. Tragic. But maybe that was uh, what I they think had. They used to
1: play? Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, you know, I forget his name. I, I, anyway, um, Antonio Hamilton at right cornerback. Wow, man, those are their corners.
1: is uh, strong
0: corner. Their safeties are Buda Baker, elite Jalen Thompson, decent, and their nickel is Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy's a good player. I never heard the of the nickel? other corners.
1: Wow, man. I yeah, to me, he starts, right? I don't know why they call him a nickel. He starts, starts. I don't think he plays nickel. Maybe he does both. Yeah, maybe he does both. I remember um, I actually studied him in college. I loved him when he came out. Yeah,
0: he's good. Washington.
1: Man, I could the Niners. Byron stud. But after that.
0: They got two studs in their secondary. The Niners.
1: Niners at Jimmy Ward, have who's a stud. Charverius Ward, who's an outside yeah. stud. Manuel yeah. Mosley is an outside stud.
0: <laughs> yeah. I might have to give this one to the Niners. I wasn't expecting Carolina to have such unknown yeah. corners. What are they doing?
1: I think, anyway, uh, well, dude, getting corners is hard, man.
0: Getting it hard is hard. from a hard, yeah. position. I mean, they have all these wide receivers. Okay, I'm giving that nine, four-two Niners. Wow. I thought Arizona might have them on that. And then finally on special teams, they got Andy Lee. <laughs> <You're a laughs> super better, still still a baller. Matt uh, Prater. Matt Prater.
1: I don't know. That Prater be shaking be shanking kicks, man. I'm taking, I mean, I know the Niners were abysmal and like coverage and all that stuff, but in terms of like scoring and stuff like that, I might take the Niners. All right, fair enough.
0: Uh let's see if there's any comments before we move on. I don't think there are. Actually, there is. Um, Gladney was gladney. Baker just got traded. Glad Gladney. I know we got you. We got you. We talked about it for about 10 it. minutes. RIP. Um, all right, let's do the last one. The team the Niners love to hate. The Rams.
1: Rams. Rams. Starting
0: on offense. Rams. Okay. Quarterback. Rams quarterback. <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. One nothing. Matthews. You need to staff. explain any of that? No, I don't think we do. Uh, Super Bowl winner, probably going to go in the Hall of Fame because of that. Okay, let's go. Offensive line. Left Ooh. tackle. They lost their guy. Andrew worth. They replaced him with Joe Noteboom, who is actually pretty good. I think he's a better player than Mike He's our left tackle. He's not exactly Trent Williams. Left guard, David Edwards. Center, Brian Allen. Right guard, Logan Bruss. Right tackle, Rob Havenstein, who is good.
1: Who? Havenstein. Who are these people? <laughs> I can't. Look, I know I'm not the, like, the most savvy offensive lineman. I don't wonder even some offensive linemen know. They got a lot of. They, too, have a few like kind of young players. You see a lot of year threes, year fours, and stuff like that.
0: Logan Brust is a guy they drafted last year, I want to say.
1: Dude, I think I'm gonna
0: have to no this year. So he's a he was a third round rookie. So Logan Bruss is starting. He's a third round rookie they drafted this year. That's a little scary. But the what I look, the, the reason I want to give the a slight edge to the Rams here is they actually have a center they trust in Brian Allen. He's been their starting center the last two years. Mm-hmm. That's something the Niners do. I mean, the Niners don't have a center they trust. They were begging Alex Mack not to retire. That was their plan A for center. Didn't work. And now they're like, we really like Jake Brendel. So I to me,
1: I gotta give this one a slight edge. Okay, I'll region. give that to you right now. But I think if the if Glenn, she, I think the 49ers will have a better likelihood of actually ending up being the team with the better offensive line. Could be, could be. But right now, the Niners have right some, now, yeah. Two mainly totally unproven players.
0: Two totally unproven players. All right. Uh Let's do um, skill cool. position players for the Rams. We yeah. got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson good. Jr. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty freaking good. Allen Robinson, though, is another guy. I wonder, is he washed? I
1: think he's washed. I think he's, good. I think he's washed. I loved watching. uh, I was always so curious and seeing how Justin Fields did last season. I would watch games. I'm just like, what's this guy? Like, Allen Robertson looks like he took – he struggled, like, just doing simple, like, comeback routes to the sideline and stuff like that a little bit. I know Fields was kind of off of some throws, but it was like, man, this doesn't look like the same guy. He's the one I would X out. Tyler Higby, just a guy, that tight end. I I like him. The running backs are sweet.
0: Yeah, the running backs are sweet. Um, I'm going to give this to the Niners. How about if you?
1: Robinson was even close to Robinson of old, then they would have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they had like, yeah, I agree. I think but
1: if they, they had Robert Woods still, they'd still have it. Before they it's more ACL though. I agree. You don't know how he's going to come back from that. Yeah. All I think right. that would have the edge.
0: 2-1 <clears throat> to one Rams. Defense. <clears throat> D-line. Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, Aaron Donald, uh, Leonard Floyd. Oof. 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 Now they lost Von Miller.
1: Lost Vaughn Miller, but he was on there for like half a year. So they're up, yeah. they're pretty much their front has been like the same as it has been for a few years now, for the most yeah. part. Man, I gotta give this to
0: the Rams. You have Aaron Donald. I'm sorry, they have Aaron Donald. I know the Niners have Bosa, but I'll take Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd over Bosa and Armstead.
1: They got a lot of mid level decent players who can
0: who Niners. Can yeah, I'm I'm going Rams here. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I had to give Rams to Aaron Donald factor just for that case. I mean, even without is, Miller, because it it's, it's like the Niners just don't just have a Von Miller on. either. They don't have
0: that dominant bookend outside Bosa, unless mm-hmm. Drake, Drake Jackson becomes that and he's not.
1: Yeah, unless Jake Jackson become that, and then you have a case to make for sure.
0: All right, Rams at linebacker have Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones. Niners have Fred Warner and Aziz Oshaw. 49ers, still. I
1: agree. Wagner Wagner's a good
0: player, but he's... who the hell's the other guy? Yeah, who's, who's he's the Here, the
1: knocking on the door, all pro player. You want to take it a step further? Dre Greenlaw still a solid player.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't even talk about Dre Greenlaw, but yeah, he's a, he's he's a good player too. Um, the Niners really might We're have. We're not talking about the three
1: because usually teams only run with two linebackers because right? they're mostly in the nickel set. But True. still, Notice the fact that Niners the have that versatility or that flexibility, I should say. True. Extra star.
0: True. All right, DBs the. Rams have David Long Jr., Jalen Ramsey, uh, Troy Hill, Jordan Fuller, Nick Scott.
1: Taylor Rapp.
0: Taylor Rapp. Yeah, you're right. Taylor Rapp.
1: (laughs) All-pro corner, stud. Yeah. Then after that, the next best player would probably be between the two, Jimmy Ward. Because they lost their young good corner who they have had the last few years. He signed elsewhere forgot his David name. Long
0: is good though. Troy Hill is good though. Yeah,
1: Jordan you might Fuller's have good. to give the edge to the to the Rams on this one. Yeah, cuz they have Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey and just again have just, shut down you, know, you have two huge holes, two question marks at strong safety and nickel, which I argue are the 49ers is, you know, top 3 position on def- uh on in the defensive back position.
0: Yeah. Then at special teams, you got Riley Dixon as the uh punter and Matt Gay as the as the place kicker and Brandon Powell as the returner. I'll give the Niners the, the nod on special teams.
1: <laughs> but yo, the Rams, I mean the Rams got them four to three. On, on, we both have them. Which makes sense because they were yeah. pretty much. I mean, look, they they evened out. They've been having some battles. I mean, the Niners have mostly been blowing them out the water, but the NFC title game, that one went down to the wire. That was crazy. That's true. So, yeah, and they're we not. They did have it very close. O line
0: and, and uh, skill positions. And on those three, they, they could have gone either way. We gave them to the Rams all three times.
1: Carmine? I think it's fair. Oh, yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, hell no, Rams take wide receiver. We were doing skill positions in general. Um, we'll see. I mean, Kittle is better than Higby, but Kittle misses time. We'll see.
1: Better I, than I haven't Higby. been
0: super impressed with Cam Akers last year, but he was coming off an Achilles tear. Let's see what he does this year.
1: Yeah, give him short time. I was super impressed with Daryl Henderson, though he was very solid. Yeah, like he wasn't healthy can... down the stretch, right? Yeah, he ended up he ended up getting banged up. Yeah, yeah,
0: because they couldn't run the ball at all in the in the Super Bowl. No. They averaged like a one yard a carry or something crazy. No, they couldn't.
1: But they don't have the they don't have the offensive line built for that. They just like going this little little <laughs> here, just stretch Ooh. it. There you go.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, that's our show. Uh, if you didn't see us earlier, we talked about Baker Mayfield getting traded to Carolina. Quick recap: That means Carolina ain't trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, and that if anyone trades for him is probably Cleveland. But if all if all Cleveland got for Baker was a conditional fifth two years from now, the Niners probably would get a conditional seventh eight years from now from Jimmy Garoppolo. Which means just cut him. That's what we basically
1: said. Just cut it. Stop worrying about and draft picks. Who cares? It's, Thanks it's, not, it's not adequate draft pick either. Yeah. Who
0: cares about that conditional eighth rounder in
1: 2097? Just Niners just need to do what we're going to do right now on this stream and just say, deuces. Call it a day. It's done.
0: Deuces. It's See you next time.